You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 125, The Shame Blame Trap. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. How's it going? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I almost feel guilty saying that, which is kind of silly, but Sometimes when I know that there's a lot of challenge going on in the world, when we're going through difficult times, or when someone I love is struggling, or even when there's something difficult in my own life, sometimes I feel like, well, then I'm just supposed to be sad all the time, right? Like, I'm not supposed to feel happy or excited, which is kind of silly, right? Like, it's okay for us to be sad and happy, to be grieving and be excited and find joy in life. That's a balanced life. So right now, I am also feeling compassion and concern and heartache over things I see going on in the world, but I'm also feeling a lot of joy and excitement. And one of those things that I am so pumped about is I am putting the finishing touches on Bold Nurse Bootcamp, and it's so close to being ready for you guys. So I haven't told you guys a lot about Bold Nurse Bootcamp quite yet, but as we get closer to when it will be going live, I will give you all that information. I'll tell you how you can learn more about it. But for now, I want you guys to know that I am so proud to be bringing this to you. So Bold Nurse Bootcamp is my digital course that is packed full of everything nurses need to know to create fulfilling careers. So in this course, I'm gonna teach you how to minimize stress and overwhelm, because I know as nurses, we feel a lot of that, right? We feel a lot of it during our shifts and we often bring it home with us. So I'm gonna help you minimize that stress and that overwhelm and work through it. And I'm gonna teach you how to intentionally create fulfilling careers. I know sometimes we think that a fulfilling career comes from finding the perfect job. That's the perfect fit. That's our passion or something that we're so good at or we just really click with. But what I want you guys to know is that you can create a fulfilling career and I can teach you how to do that intentionally. So that's another huge part of Bold Nurse Bootcamp is teaching you how to create that fulfillment and to really take the power back in all areas of your life to create the experience you want. Because often we've given up that power. We're waiting for things in our lives to change so that we can feel better. We're waiting for people to change, to start doing the things that they should. And I want to give you that power back, help you recognize your own power and teach you how to use it to its full extent. And that's exactly what we do in Bold Nurse Bootcamp. So I am so excited to bring this to you guys. I feel so passionately that right now, more than ever, nurses need these tools. I see a lot of nurses struggling out there and 
I am going through some challenges myself, right? In my job, in my career. But the thing that has pulled me through and helped me not feel so lost and overwhelmed are these tools. And that's why I'm here today, obviously, to talk to you guys and to teach you these things. But I took everything, my favorite tools, my favorite concepts, and just packed it all into Bold Nurse Bootcamp to really help nurses kickstart their emotional well-being and personal growth so they can find that fulfillment in their jobs and lives. And I just can't wait. I cannot wait to bring this to you guys. So as we get going, as we get closer, I will let you know how you can learn more. But I just want you guys to know that there is help out there and it is coming. I got you. And I'll let you know as I can tell you more. If you're feeling kind of that same way that I was, that you have to hold back from being excited and happy and just really stay stuck in those uncomfortable emotions, I want you to just give yourself permission to experience all of it. You can feel the grief, you can feel the concern, you can feel the compassion and worry, and you can feel the joy and excitement and all of it in your life. It's okay. It's okay to feel it all. All right. So let's dive into today's podcast episode where we're going to talk about the shame blame trap. Now, understanding this was huge for me because it helped me identify a pattern that I often fall into in my life. And I think just gaining that awareness helps us then get leverage over it. Because if we don't know we're in a pattern, then it's hard to realize we have anything to break out of. We think that this is all just normal and what should be happening. It's the only option. But that's not the case. So as we talk about the shame blame trap today, I want to help you notice in your life if you're falling into it. And as you gain that awareness, help you realize that you can step out of it if you want to. So I'm going to give you a lot of examples to help really demonstrate what I mean by the shame blame trap. But this is something that I've been noticing in the general nursing culture for a little while now. And I think this applies all the time. It's something that we go through in our lives all the time. But right now I'm seeing it on a really large scale in nursing that where many of us are all kind of going through it at once. And so that's why I felt like it was so important to talk about today. So here's what I mean by the shame blame trap. So this is something I've noticed in my life and in my Bold Nurse Society members' lives and in all the coaching I've done is that when we think that something has gone wrong, then we end up feeling a couple of different emotions. And often it's shame or blame. So when we think something's gone wrong, often we first go into shame. We think, I messed up. I did something wrong. This is my fault. And that's something I've been talking about in the last couple podcast episodes with staffing and with feeling like we're not giving our patients good enough care. That right now, many nurses are feeling like, I'm not a good enough nurse. I'm not doing enough for my patients. And so we start to shame ourselves. But the thing is, shame feels really terrible. I'm sure you've all noticed this, that as we shame ourselves, as we tell ourselves those things throughout our shift and really beat ourselves up, it feels really awful. And so in order to escape the pain of shame, 
what we often do is turn to blame. So maybe you've noticed this in yourself or in conversations you've heard on your unit or on social media in the broader nursing culture that many nurses have started to turn to blame. So we start to say, it's not my fault that everything's gone wrong or that my patients are suffering. It's not my fault. It's their fault. And by there, I mean it's the hospital's fault or the facility's fault. It's administration's fault. Or maybe we blame the broader healthcare system or the government. Or maybe we blame the patients themselves that they're not compliant with their care. So we turn to blame because it feels really terrible to think that we're the one who's flawed. But the thing I want you to notice is it actually still feels terrible to blame others. Now, even though it feels bad to blame others, the reason I think we do it is because it feels a little bit better than shame. When we think there's something wrong with us, that feels really terrible. But when we think there's something wrong with someone else or with the system, then we start to feel a little bit better about ourselves and we feel almost even powerful in a way because we're noticing what everyone else is doing wrong and how it's not our fault and there's anger and some momentum behind the blame. So maybe your coworkers are backing you up with that. Like, yeah, our facility is really messed up. They did do a really terrible job with this. It's not our fault or the government should have done things better or whatever, right? So we get people surrounding us agreeing with this story and it gives us this sense of power. But it actually feels really terrible. So I like to think of it as a sunburn. Sometimes when we're out in the sun, it feels really nice. I was just down in San Diego and I loved being out in the sun. It was so great, especially because right now where I live, even though it's sunny, it's really smoky. So I have to stay inside. So being out in the sun felt great. And that's how it feels sometimes when we tell others our stories of blame and anger and they back it up. We feel like we're out in the sun. We're getting this validation. But then later it starts to burn. We get that sunburn and it starts to sting because what we just did was reinforce a story that feels terrible to us. We reinforce this idea that our facility doesn't care about us or that we're being managed poorly or that there's all this unnecessary suffering, that things should have gone differently. That whole story feels awful. So though it might feel a little bit better than shame, we're still stuck feeling terrible. Now, by pointing this out to you, I'm not trying to say that we're all doing it wrong, that anyone who's feeling angry is doing it wrong. I think your emotions are valid. And I think that anger is part of grief, right? Like if we look through the stages of grief, anger is one of them. It's on the path to getting to acceptance. So if you're going into blame right now, if you're feeling angry, that's okay. That's normal, but we don't have to stay stuck in it. And that's really what I want to help you with in this episode to notice, just to bring awareness if you're falling into the shame blame trap so that you can then choose 
what you want to do from here, where you want to go next. And if you decide to let go of that shame and blame, then you can start to heal and to feel better in your life. So I want to give you a whole bunch of examples because as I was preparing for this podcast episode, my brain was tuned to find examples of the shame blame trap in my life. And it was actually super easy because apparently I go through this cycle a lot. So if you start noticing this in your life, I want you to know you are not alone. I go through this cycle all the time too. And I noticed other people doing it as well. So it's a pretty normal thing, but we're just not usually aware of it. So the first example I noticed was when I went to get my hair cut. So I told you guys I was in San Diego. I went there for a wedding and before the wedding, I realized I would love to get my hair done. I'm really terrible, you guys, when it comes to planning for things like that, that I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to do it. And it's several months out. You know, once I get my hair cut, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be good for a while. So I don't schedule my next hair appointment. And then I always am kicking myself later because then something like a wedding comes up and I'm like, dang it, I should have gotten my hair done. So that's what happened right before I left on this trip. I was like, I should have gotten my hair done. So I was calling around trying to find someone that could do my hair. And of course, all the salons were totally booked out. And so what I did is I ended up going to the hair school. Now, I'm pretty chill about my hair. And so I was like, this will be fine. It's all good. I'll go to the hair school. Might not be perfect, but hair grows back. It's not a big deal. So I went to get my hair done. And she did a great job with the color. And then when it came to doing the cut, her instructor had given her some instructions. And I think this student kind of misunderstood what she said. And she accidentally cut my hair a lot shorter on one part than she intended to or than I had asked for. And so in order to fix it, she had to cut all of my hair quite a bit shorter. And it was interesting to see her go through the cycle of shame and blame. So first, when she noticed her mistake, her hands got a little bit shaky. I could tell she was trying to kind of apologize, but also make it seem like not a very big deal. But I could just tell, like internally, she was going through some shame. She felt bad because she knew that my hair wasn't what I had asked for. But then she started to do a little bit of blame. Now, she was still trying to be professional. She wasn't like going off on anybody, but she started to say, well, you know, the way your hair was cut before, the way they had done it really wasn't what they should have done. And it kind of made it difficult this time. And so she was trying to put the blame on to somebody else to kind of make herself feel a little bit better about the way my hair had turned out. And so it was kind of fascinating to just see her go through that and to work through those different emotions and how at first she had been in shame and then she went to blame to try to find some relief. Now, it's all good. Like I said, hair grows back. It's a little bit of a, a blunt cut all the way around. I Maybe we'll go and get it fixed at some point if I can remember to make an appointment. But for now, I'm just pretending that I was trying to be really edgy and just have like a really blunt cut that I'm just going to rock. So... If you guys notice it on Instagram, that's what's going on. I'm just rocking the blunt cut. But it was interesting because I had just seen this 
hair cutting student go through the shame blame trap. And then I went through it myself. So I got home from my hair appointment and my husband was scheduled to work that night. But my hair appointment had gone so long because one, I went to a hair school, right? So she's a student. She takes a lot more time. And then she had made this mistake and was trying to fix it. So the appointment had taken a really long time. And my husband had been awake for a long time and didn't have very much time left to go take a nap before his shift. So I started to go into shame. I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have gone to get my hair cut. I knew this was going to inconvenience him, that it was going to make him have a rough shift. Now he's not going to get any sleep. He's going to be exhausted. I just feel so bad that I did this to him. So I went into that shame. But then that didn't feel very good, right? So I tried to escape it and I went to blame. And so I started thinking things like, But this really wasn't my fault. Like I couldn't have known that the appointment would take this long because this girl made a mistake, right? Cutting my hair. It took way longer than it should have. So I couldn't have planned for that. And my husband didn't need to wake up as early as he did. We had a babysitter earlier, but because he woke up, he let her go home. And so he could have slept longer. It really wasn't my fault. Now in my head, I was like, trying to defend myself, but really he wasn't actually upset. He wasn't blaming me for any of it. I was blaming myself, right? With the shame. And so to feel better, I started to find anyone else I could blame to try to relieve those uncomfortable emotions about myself. But really it just created more irritation, more discomfort for me to be upset with the girl who cut my hair, to be irritated by my husband or whatever it was. Like adding that blame or turning to blame didn't provide true relief. It just felt maybe a tiny bit better than the shame did. Okay. So just notice in your life when you do this. And I kept noticing, I kept noticing other times when I did it. So as I was getting ready for this wedding, the day of the wedding, I got in the dress I was going to wear, and then I needed to go out to the store. So while I was out at the store, I had this dress on for the wedding and I feel a tap on my shoulder and this super sweet girl whispers to me and she goes, your dress isn't all the way zipped up. Do you want me to help you? And I was so embarrassed. I was like, yes, please zip up my dress. I've been walking around the store forever. I'm sure so many people have seen it. Yes, please zip it up. Thank you so much. And so I started to feel embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh. What a dumb mistake. You can't even dress yourself. Come on. That's humiliating. But as I started to beat myself up, it was fascinating to watch my brain. It was grasping for blame. It was like, it's not my fault though. This stupid dress, whoever made it didn't do a very good job because the zipper gets stuck and it's just not that great of quality of a zipper. They should have done a better job. But because I was preparing for this podcast episode, I actually caught myself in the shame blame trap pretty quickly. And I laughed at myself. I was like, Abby, you're being ridiculous. Really? You're going to blame the clothing for you not getting dressed properly? Come on. But I knew I was just trying to escape that shame, that embarrassment. I was trying to find anything or anyone else to blame to make myself feel better. So when you start noticing it, it's just kind of funny. It's like, oh, How interesting that my brain thinks this is going to bring relief, that this is going to make me feel better. 
but it really doesn't. It's that sunburn that we feel a little bit better for a moment. We're out in the sun for a moment as people validate our story or as we get some momentum around it. But then later it stings. So maybe you've done this in your job during your shift. I certainly have. I remember a time not too long ago, I had a shift where one of my patients was retaining urine. And so I had to straight cap them. So I straight capped them. That was fine. And then later in the shift, the CNA came up to me and said, hey, do you think we should check that patient again? Do you want me to go bladder scan them? I was like, oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Please go do that. And it was probably maybe four o'clock in the morning. So they go their way. I go mine. And then later it's like 7 a.m. And I'm like, wait a second. I never heard back from that CNA what the result of that bladder scan was. And so I was assuming that because I never heard back, they were below the threshold to be straight capped and that everything was good. But then during report, I found that CNA. I was like, I just wanted to check with you. What was the bladder scan? And they said, oh, I actually didn't do it because the patient was sleeping and I didn't want to wake him up. And I was like, oh, well, that's something we really should check. And I would have loved to have known it earlier so we could do the straight cath if we needed to before day shift comes on. So I was kind of scrambling, feeling really bad. I didn't want to pass that task on to day shift. And I know we pass on shifts all the time, right? It's 24 hour care. And usually it doesn't really bother me to pass on care. That's something I've done some thought work on to be like, you know what? I feel compassion for them, but I've done my best. I'm proud of the work I've done. And here you go. And I pass on those tasks. But in this moment, I was feeling some shame because I was like, you know what? This could have been avoided. If we would have bladder scanned earlier, then we would have known that this patient needed to be straight cathed, which ended up being the result. So during report, we got the bladder scan. I was telling her, I'm so sorry. This patient needs to be straight cathed. I'll try to do it really quick before I go. And I was just feeling so bad about it. But then I wanted to go to blame, right? Like we do. And so I started in my mind to blame the CNA. I was like, she really should have done the bladder scan. She should have come and told me at least or asked me if it was okay not to do it when she saw the patient sleeping. So this really isn't my fault. But then I realized that's not how I want to feel about my team. I love my team. My team's amazing and they're doing their best and it feels terrible to be blaming them. And so in order to get out of the shame blame trap, here's what we have to do, you guys. We drop in to what is true. And here's the truth. Sometimes we do things amazingly. Sometimes other people do things amazingly. And sometimes we make mistakes and we mess up and we're still valuable and whole and complete and worthy and doing our best. And sometimes other people make mistakes and they're still valuable and worthy and good and complete. And so what I did in that moment was drop into the truth. And I said, you know what? I do think it's true that this CNA could have come and talked to me. It would have been helpful if they would have come and talked to me about their plans with the bladder scan. We could have discussed it. And then we could have done the bladder scan and done the straight cath earlier. I do think that's true. But what I also think is true is that 
I should have followed up with that CNA. I should have looked in the chart to see what were the results of the bladder scan. And when I didn't see it charted, I should have gone to them and asked them. And so the truth is we were both doing our best and we both didn't do it perfectly. And so I talked to the CNA about it. I made a request for what they do in the future and I told them how I could have helped this situation play out differently and that that was my plan for the future. But I didn't have to indulge in shame or blame. I could feel appreciation and give both of us that compassion and grace. And so that's what I encourage you to do in your life, to drop into what is true. We're all imperfect. We're all trying. We're all doing our best. We're all valuable, no matter how sloppy we are sometimes. So right now, with the pandemic, what's true? The truth is you are valuable and whole and complete, and you're trying so hard. And you're not perfect. Sometimes you mess things up. Sometimes you're kind of scatterbrained. Sometimes you're stressed out and irritable and you don't manage your mind the way you want to or manage your emotions the way you want to. But you're still valuable. You're still good. And it's true for our facilities and our administrators and everything else that we're trying to put the blame on. I think sometimes putting the blame on our facility or the healthcare system really feels justified. We kind of get carried away with it because it's not like we're blaming one specific person. It kind of takes the personal aspect away from it when we're looking at it as a facility or a system, right? It's kind of like on social media. Sometimes things get really heated on social media. And people say things in the comments they would never say to someone else face to face. And it's because it kind of removes that sense of it being a person, right? It's like, I'm not saying this to a person. I'm saying it to the internet. And I think sometimes as nurses, we feel that way about our facilities or about the healthcare system. We're like, I'm not being cruel to a person by blaming them. I'm just blaming the system, But the system is made up of people. Your facility is made up of people, of administrators who are working really hard, who are doing their best. And the truth is their best isn't perfect. And there's a lot that they've learned and would do differently now. And there's a lot that from an outside standpoint, we don't see. And maybe their way of doing it is actually better than the way we think they should have done it. But the truth is, we're all imperfect. We're all trying. And we can give everyone that grace and compassion, ourselves and others. So that's what I want to offer to you guys today. To notice the shame blame trap in your life. Notice how terrible it feels, right? Like it's okay that you're experiencing it. Gain some awareness over it and decide, do I want to keep going through this cycle, shaming myself and blaming others and shaming myself and blaming others? Do I want to stay in this or do I want to choose something different? And when you're ready, I want to help you choose something different. I want to help you choose something that not only feels better to you, but helps us generate solutions. 
Because when we're in shame and blame, it's hard to find ways to improve. It's hard to feel unified as a team or as nurses in this world. When we feel shame and blame, we pull apart from each other. We disconnect. And what we need right now is unity. And so I want to help you step outside the shame-blame trap. And as we do that, I think that is the key to finding solutions together. All right, you guys? So I am here for you. I am here for you every step of the way. And Bold Nurse Bootcamp is going to be coming to you soon to help you with all of this, to help you see the power that you have in your own life and to help you generate joy and fulfillment because it totally is possible even right now with all the problems we see, with all the challenges we're experiencing, it is possible to minimize the stress and overwhelm and tap into joy and fulfillment and compassion and confidence. So I am so excited to bring that to you guys and to help you create that experience in your life. So thanks for joining me today. I love you guys. I wish the very best for you and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.